and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. You are listening to the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday, June the 19th, in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 883 of the show. And, uh, man, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun, fast-moving hour. We had Mark Panicelli on. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host and the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. It airs Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock on 107.5 FM and 252 ESPN. I mean, we talked uh, Down East Wood Ducks. We talked uh, Little U.S. Open, the Big Rock. Uh, we just talked about a ton of stuff, the NBA draft that's coming up this Thursday. So if you missed that, go to uh, brianhanks.com or go to uh, – or. Tune back in at 3 o'clock here on 107.5 FM and 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com. I'm not going to lie to you. I have been so pumped. for. I've been trying to get this young lady on my show. How at least a year or two, yeah, a couple of years, we've communicated back and forth. I said this. I don't know if you heard me in the first hour, in my monologue in the first hour, but let me tell everybody first. It's Shannon Plymouth, one of the greatest student athletes in the history of of Lenore County Athletics, definitely in North Lenore, probably one of the three or four best that's ever come through North Lenore, one of the 10 or 12 best here in Lenore County. A few, I'm going ahead and calling it now, a future Kinsley Lenore County Sports Hall of Famer. <laughs> that day's coming, okay, for yes, everything that you did and your time at North Lenore. But uh, I, you look around, <laughs> you see the people that I covered, you know, when they were here between Reggie and Quentin and, Brandon and even Jerry later and Chris Hatcher and everybody else, you are in my top five. I've been covering athletics since 1991. Okay. You're one of my top five favorite student athletes I've ever covered. And Thank it was you. because of, look, you've got a beautiful smile right now as you're sitting across from me. It's exciting to be here. Well, but let me tell you, you had a killer instinct too. Yes, sir. I mean, that's what I really liked about, and I feel, you know, you know who I like to compare you to, and I think, I hope you take this compliment, or I hope you take this as a compliment it's meant to me, Josh Dawson. Okay, yeah. You know I'll Josh Dawson at play. Yeah. Off the court, big smile, nice person, you know, big hug every time I see him or Absolutely. you, you know, and you know it's going to be a lot of fun. But, man, when you were between those lines, Shannon, and it's the same thing with Josh. Yeah. When you're between those lines, whether it was a volleyball court, whether it was a basketball court, and my watch is trying to talk to me. Yeah. Uh, whether it was a volleyball court, a basketball court, softball field, whatever. Tiddlywinks, if you were playing, what you were, a, I'm just going to say it. I hope I don't get in trouble. You were a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you were. You were a killer. You had that killer instinct. One of the things I loved the most was, Watching you you and your teammates in basketball with the 32 minutes of hell. That's it. You remember that when yes, you guys sir. would get out there and slap the court and you'd baseline be. the baseline. It's so much we're going to talk about over the next 30 <laughs> minutes. But I've got to uh, I got to say this. So I And I'm, I'm trying to remember the team. And my man, I'm old now, Shannon, mm -hmm. okay? But you were playing somebody, and it was like it wasn't a, a big game. I mean, you beat them, if I remember. It might have been Spring Creek. It was somebody little. It wasn't a big but I remember one of the girls walking on the other team walking back to their bench after they couldn't get it across half court for like five or six straight, and she was crying. Yes, um, me and Coach was, was it seven sport? Was it Spring Creek? We talked about. I think it was North Pitt. Okay, North we Pitt. Think it was North Pitt. I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone, but I think it was North Pitt. <laughs> Shannon, I just – and I remember just because, again, it's at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. They couldn't – y'all were up 12 to nothing, 
I don't know. I wanted to say 45 seconds. It might have been a minute, minute five into the game because they couldn't get the game ball across half court. Yeah. You would come up with a steal. One of your teammates would come up with a steal and just lay up, yep. lay up, yep. lay up. And then uh, a little girl for the other team might have been uh, North Pitt, but just crying as yep. she was walking. And I wrote Sorry. that in the story. I wrote <laughs> it in the story that I didn't call the girl out. But yeah. I, so I, I don't even know. We've got 19,000 different directions to go in here. Absolutely. I have got to know, and I know people are going to want to know. We're going to go back in history, and we're going to talk about some of those great memories. Okay. But what have you been up to since you graduated from North Lenore? Well, I went to Winston-Salem State University, got my undergrad degree. Yes, sir. Through and through um, in nursing. And I worked for quite some years. And then I went back and got my nurse practitioner degree. So I've been working as a nurse practitioner since 2017. Um, I'm currently Where? Where? Primarily, my most of my career has been with Duke University Hospital. Okay. Um, and now I am currently undergoing a postgraduate critical care fellowship um, to transition from hospital medicine into critical care settings over at uh, Duke University Health System as well. So kind of matriculating through each of their ICU units, a couple of their consulting services, just kind of getting a big, bigger feel and more focused, um, specialized area in critical care medicine so I can help those who are the sickest. Well, I remember talking to Copperhead when you were in school and talking to Coach Floyd when you were in school too, and they always emphasize, and just hearing you say all that just warms my heart too because they were like, listen, she's not just an athlete. She's a student athlete. How much pr- you took a lot of pride in that when you were at North Lenore, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things about playing sports for me was not only, like you said, to be an athlete and to be the quote-unquote jock of the school and things like that, but also to make sure that my education and my future were put into place. Um, something my parents really instilled in me, too. Like, if you don't have your grades right, you're not playing sports. That was kind of what how I looked at sports as my outlet, per se. Um, but athletics and academics has always been top tier. We're going to talk about some of uh, our both of ours, and I've already shared one of my favorite memories of, like I said, y'all making that poor girl cry <laughs> when uh, you were doing the thirty-two minutes of hell. But, but what drove you? What you know, as someone again, and I've asked Josh. Josh is sitting in that very same seat you're sitting in right there, and I've asked him, and especially you, very successful athletes who, you know, just went to another level. Mm-hmm. What, what was what was it that? Once you again, you're sitting across from me. You're smiling right now, and you were that way when you were in high school too. You were such a, a such a good person, and uh, and all that. But man, what what just made you such so competitive and just so? Where I'm not going to lose. I remember that's what I loved about you. Yeah. You you did not want to lose. You refused to lose. What was it that drove you to that point when you were between the lines? I think it was just. Well, first, I have very good coaches um, from even like AAU recreation, even like outside. Um, my neighbor, who's um, also a family member, was uh, Coach Robert Bryant, and and if you know him, then oh, he, I know him very <laughs> well. He was a former boys basketball coach yes, at sir. North Lenore, also. Yes, and he really like instilled in me the, I guess the drive. Um, my parents also kind of say, whatever you do, make sure you you know do your best, a hundred percent, give a hundred and ten percent. And when I first, ironically, you wouldn't believe this, when I first wanted to start playing basketball, I was not like the kid who played from, you know, age two or three and kind of matriculated up through the recreational league. I kind of started kind of late, like in my, like I think it was like seven or eight or so. And my mom was like, you don't know how to play basketball, Shannon. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I want to go play with Uncle Robert, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And went over there. And even then, um, which is kind of why that, that memory that you have is so funny to me, because when I would go over there and play with Uncle Robert, you know, it wasn't about shooting a basketball. It wasn't about, you know, how, you know, how pristine your shot is. It was about 
your mentality and your physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would do a, a drill or whatnot. And then if you didn't make it, he'd make you run around the house or run on the street, whatever the case may be. But it was times where I would come home crying. And I tell him, I'm not going back over there. Now, how old are you at this point? I'm like seven or eight years okay, old. Okay. Um, and this, even up to my teen years, he kind of like, you know, outside the gym coached me. And I'll tell my mom all the time, I'm not going back over there. I'm, I don't want to do this. Da, 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 yeah. da. And the next day I'm up first thing in the morning, <laughs> going back over there playing. Um, and so part of that, and then just seeing my mom and my parents kind of work hard for everything and whatever I wanted to do, they stood behind me 110%. And so just seeing them, their drive to make sure that I succeed um, really drives me because my, my goal was to be successful so that I can come back and help them. Um, so that because they work hard for me, I want to now work hard for them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that is what, when you're out on the court, uh, when you're out on the field, whatever sports you're playing, you're thinking, this I'm doing this for my parents. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Shannon Plymouth joining us this morning here on the Brian Hank Show. is uh, hey, We're getting ready to go down memory lane, okay? Let's do it. Okay, for starters, okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to hold my heart right here when you tell me this because I know I'm about to have a stroke. But uh, <laughs> how old are you now? I am now 36 years old. <laughs> You've known me over twenty years now. <laughs> that I've, I've, good God, that that just that. I, I can't. I, I don't even have a word that I just say. Again, even you look so young, even as you're sitting across from me right yeah. now. I just I, I. It's hard for me to fathom that. Yeah. Do you realize when I got here, when I was covering you, I was about thirty five, thirty six. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it's so like you, one of your first couple of years here, uh-huh. I believe. So, yeah. You, what you, year did you graduate? 2005. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what, because I was telling Linda that too. Her son graduated from Kinston High School. Yeah, in 2005. And I just refuse. Anyway, I refuse. Okay. You're still always going to be that 18, 19. I'll take you, you, I'll take there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's go down memory lane a little bit, let's Shannon. And uh, let's talk about North and North. And it was so neat. I was over at, uh, I was over there in Wheat Swamp a couple of weeks ago. And I actually, Took a picture. There's a big. Do you know this? Have you been? When's the last time you were in the gym at uh at North I Lenore? went for the Kinston High North Lenore game at North Lenore. That was my last game I was able okay. to go to. Did you go in the back hall back there? I went very briefly. There was a player actually got hurt, and oh. Coach Willie was like, "I need you to go help him, Doc." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm sitting here. I had just come from my own basketball game because I referee, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And I had my uniform on, but I like covered it up or whatnot. And he, I was like, I'm, I'm not even in uniform, and you calling me." back in the back but it was very brief so i didn't like look look at the back hall well and it's been there when i talked to and i almost always call her coach humphrey it's coach carson yeah coach carson heather carson uh-huh. who just adore and i know you do too yeah. but uh it was really neat there was uh they've still got an article that some some old guy named brian hanks wrote <laughs> brian c hanks and who was the big picture on there it was a picture of you going about that high, about elbow high over the net. Yeah. It was just an awesome picture that the late Charles Buchanan took of you. And uh, and it just, I'm not joking, it's crazy how you see something like that. And I couldn't even remember writing the words, but I remembered that picture of you. Yeah, and, I did too. And it was talking about Humphrey's Heroes or something uh-huh. like that. And uh, let's talk about that volleyball program sure. uh, that uh, Coach Carson, she was Coach Humphrey then, yeah. but Coach Carson uh led to just i mean when i first got here you guys were i mean north and north south nor man the team to beat there were almost more people at a north and north south and or in fact there were i'll say it there were more people at a north and north south nor volleyball match than there was at a north and north south nor basketball game uh, oh yeah or not basketball i'm sorry there were a lot of ba- football, football game uh-huh. there would be more tell folks about that that's gonna they're not gonna yeah. understand it if they weren't there are they yeah so we had a very dominating 
team back then. Um, me, Shanae Lynch, um, Heather's sister, uh, Hermia, um, just so many great players at the time. Um, I don't know if you uh, – Pon Pon, um, mm-hmm. if you remember her or not. But we had a great team. So a lot of leaders to also kind of guide the younger ones, which was me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coach Humphrey also had a mentality of, you know, work hard at everything that you do. Conditioning was what we did um, to make us that good. It wasn't about could you, you know, spike the ball, set the ball. Those things were, were um, foundation. Uh, the foundation was – conditioning and mentality once again so like that's again while my whole sports career has always been about that um but she was a force to be reckoned with and she made sure that we were too um we went pretty far pretty much every year that we did yeah. we did not get a state championship and i hate but that we went to the third or fourth round of the state playoffs every, every year yep yeah we just could not get over that little hump but we were definitely i mean if we put that team together now in our this age we probably would still be pretty uh Pretty competitive. I think it would. <laughs> and again, I, I've i got to admit, I don't see a lot of uh, volleyball matches now as I did, obviously, when I was a sports editor of the Free Press back in the early 2000s and through your career. But I'm telling you, you guys were bad. Yeah. I mean, bad meaning good. I mean, you got. And again, my first day here in 2002, which would have made you, that was the fall of 2002, so it would have been your sophomore, sophomore year, yeah. was North and North, South and North. At North Lenore, that was the very first thing. Chris Klein covered it, but that was the very first thing that I ever witnessed as a sporting event. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I mean, I came from Western North Carolina, nothing against those programs there, but, I mean, you'd be lucky if you had 75 people. It was just basically just friends and family that were at the game. And I remember. We had the whole county. Yeah, the whole county was there. There's 1,200 people at a, at a volleyball match. And yeah. I'm like, what in the Talk about getting fired up for your first <laughs> event that you're at. It was just amazing. Tell those folks, again, these young kids today who, I'm not going to make you feel old, but do you realize you graduated in 05, this is 2023, there were people that graduated from high school this year that weren't even born yet when you? I don't, I haven't put that, that part of my head just yet. I haven't got, I don't think I've gotten that age in my head, (laughs) but it's hard to believe when you calculate it, yeah. But tell people what it was like having that, having you and all your uh, teammates in volleyball Taking on South Nor with, or you know, with Coach Humphrey now, Coach Carson, like taking on a South Nor team that you guys didn't, you you, it was a it was a good rivalry. Coach Lisa Smith and all those great players yeah. over there. What was that like getting ready for a South North Nor South Nor match? Man, it was so much fun though. Um, you know, we we knew it was a big rivalry. Uh, we came in with our head in the games, but we're having fun at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, we get a spike or it's all aces and hitting the floors and things like that. Um, but it was it was a great time to play sports in, in Lenora County back then. It really was. What stood out to you the most? And I don't know, maybe it was a South Lenora game. Maybe it was one of those deep runs into the playoffs that you guys had in all your years on varsity there. But when you look back at it, Shannon, and – and again, you've had some time now to be able to do it. You're like you said, you're a referee now. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit too. But when you look back on, we're just talking about the volleyball portion. We're good. We're going to get to basketball <laughs> here in a second, even softball if you want to. But what stands out to mo- the most to you when you look back at your volleyball career at North Lenore High School? I think it was my teammates. Um, okay. They made playing the sport the most fun. Um, you know, win or lose, pick or draw. Um, we had a great time working together collectively as a team and just like that camaraderie that we have, that's been my favorite thing about volleyball. Um, you know, we, you know, we were working towards a championship and, 
Um, when we didn't get it, we'd come back, we reassess kind of what we did wrong, where we could improve. Actually, not even what we did wrong, where we could improve um, to make ourselves greater the next year. Um, and we would work on that as a team. We would lift each other up. If someone was like, I'm not doing it, you know, today's my, my day. It's like, it's okay. That's why we have a team a yeah. team aspect of it. So I think my teammates um, made it the best moments to really resonate on. What was it like playing for Coach Humphrey? Who, who again, let me use a comparison. I was talking about you and Josh Dawson. Uh-huh. Coach Humphrey, sort of the same way. I mean, just a sweetheart, you yeah. know, when you'd interview her and you'd talk to her and just uh, – now, you could tell competitive. I mean, she was competitive, but yeah. I'm talking about like in postgame. You would talk uh-huh. to her at the end of matches or end of softball games, and she was always so gracious and just – I'm telling you from the sports writer point of view, you could tell. But uh, it's like when she got in between the lines as a coach, what were practices like with Coach Humphrey, Coach Carson, yeah. and uh, – and, and, when, when you were playing there? Practice is practice. We are not here to play games. We are here to practice. We are here to get better. Um, if your head's not in a game, <clears throat> excuse me, she'll pull pull us to the side, um, you know, really, like, drive into us what we're here for. If we had any conflict on the team, I remember the other year we had a little bit of conflict on the team. Well, that happens every team. Exactly. Yeah. And she made sure that we got over it, though. She was like, you know, this is – this is like you said. This is your teammate, um, both on the court and off the court. These are people that you will grow up with, who will help you to grow. Um, and like you said, when we're in between those two lines, it's about us, not yeah. about. It's not an I and team, as everyone always says. It's about us. And if we're not together as a whole, then we don't, we don't have a chance to win. And so she made sure that we were a family as well. Well, I'm going to ask you this about basketball here in a moment, I'm sure, but it, it had to feel pretty good. And and I always compare what you guys were in the mid-2000s on, uh-huh. in volleyball and basketball, <laughs> girls' basketball, to like Kenston basketball, to North Lenore uh, baseball. We know how good they're, yeah. they are year in, year out, and they have been the whole time I've been here. To South Lenore softball. South Lenore's got that reputation of just being such a great softball program, but you guys had that in the mid-2000s in volleyball and in girls' basketball. When you walked into somebody else's place and you had that north and north across yeah. your chest, that was already worth three or four points. Well, yeah. hell in basketball, we're going to get to that in a second. But in uh, volleyball, that already y'all were already up six to nothing yep. on a lot of teams just walking in there with your swagger, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Um, we came in knowing that you know eh, we're probably going to win today, yeah. <laughs> but we were humbled enough to know that at any day we could lose, mm-hmm. um, and so. Coming into the game, it's always zero to zero. Every set, every spike, the game is still zero to zero because we're here to win. Um, and so, yeah, it was fun. It's nice to go in the gym and and you're the top dog. And everyone's trying to beat you, which makes it you know that target on your back even much more pristine when you're like, okay, I'm here for the challenge. <laughs> I love it. That voice you're listening to is Shannon Plymouth. She is our big interview here on the show today. And as you know, UNC Lenore Healthcare is the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. Uh, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252 252- Five two two seven thousand. You can also email them at info at lenore.org. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being 
the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We're going to get back to it with uh, Shannon Plummer here in a second. I did want to thank our day one sponsors, Lenore Community College, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Arendel Parrot Academy, the Down East Wood Ducks, Kenston Police Department, and everybody else that sponsors the Brian Hanks Show. We truly, truly do appreciate them. But let's get back to our uh, big interview here, brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare. And uh, so we've talked volleyball. Again, got a uh, man, basketball. I and I, I, I'm going to brag about myself here for just a second. I okay. was the one that called that that main defense that you guys called that just vicious defense. That's what the, the name 32 came minutes from. of hell. And in the, in the interest of full disclosure, I stole it from the Arkansas program back in the 90s. They used to call them the uh, 40 minutes of hell, uh-huh. the University of Arkansas. But I just adapted it for you guys, especially it a thing for us. I've never, and I'm and, and I'm not denigrating anybody else's program or anything like that, but that to this day, Shannon, is the best defense, boys or girls, <laughs> sincerely, that I've ever seen. Breaking that press, I mean, where, where, first off, let's talk about that, the 32 minutes of hell that uh, you were the, the key part of, where your eyes would get all wide and, you know, you'd get down in your defensive stance, and I mean, Pete... Teams had trouble getting past you. You guys had a game where you forced 62 turnovers. I remember doing that game one time. Oh, wow. Do the math. There's 32 minutes of a game, and you forced 62 turnovers. That means more than two turnovers a minute. (laughs) That's insane. And and people were probably like, oh, Brian's just joking. No, I'm not. I mean, I kept the stats. And you probably averaged forcing 40 turnovers a game, 40, 42 turnovers a game. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that defense, how it all came about. Who was the architect of that? Your fellow players who made that successful. Yeah, so um, at the time, Coach Floyd and Copperhead were our coaches. And I don't know who came up with it, uh, but I know Copperhead really, like, grinded into us during practices. Um, Defense wins games. And so those 32 minutes of hell is just – it is what it is. Um, I'm at the top of the key or at the baseline for whoever's taking the ball out. Um, Shanae, another guard, yep, hands, <laughs> hands up, like, make it difficult for them to see, make sure you, you're loud, you talk. Um, Shanae and another guard were kind of, like, um, free throw line extended, maybe a little bit further back. You had one at, um, at half court, and then you had one guard in the back court, and, or front court, and, uh, if they go to the corner, they better not come out. Yeah. If they go to the corner, they can't come out. It's an immediate trap. As soon that first touch is an immediate trap. Um, and we worked on that a lot in practice, uh, you know, getting to the ball, um, being able to transition. So if they throw a long a long pass, you know, we're able to transition. Like I may not be able to get there as the, the, the top person, but, you know, the second person's coming over to help make sure we get that blind side or that next mid mid mid-court pass or whatnot. So we really worked hard on it. Um, because if you can do that, then we're already back at our own basket. So we have the best chance to get shots in. <laughs> How much pride did you take in that? I, I mean, I, I know this wasn't a stat that I kept, but I would have loved to have kept it, uh, when you forced 10 second calls. Yeah. I mean, you might not even have stolen the ball, but you kept the other team from getting it across half mm-hmm. court. I, I'm just pulling a number out of the air here, Shannon, but it had to have been eight to 10 times a game. Mm-hmm. Is that a good that's a that, good that just you guys I'd say that's yeah. pretty you know, considering you forced forty turnovers <laughs> a game, but that you kept them from even getting the ball across half court. Yeah. I'd say ten times a game probably. Yeah. I mean, and again, oh, I'd, I knew this was a question I wanted to ask you. If you tried to determine the percentage of baskets that you guys scored 
just off your defense. I'm not talking about a set offense, but that you come up with a steal. You know, you, you frustrate something. They throw the ball away, and yeah. you go in for a layup. How, what a percentage of baskets per or points per game would you say that came from? 60, 70, 80%? I would, yep. I was going to say about 60, 70%, 80% of okay. it because if it wasn't, you know, on the, the press defense, then when we first to turn over, it's a fast break for us. Yeah. Um. I remember one of my games, people thought I was, like, cherry-picking because it was all we did. And I was like, no, it's just forcing turnovers. I'm the first to get back. I make it in layups. You got to make your layups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you make the layups, then the numbers will correlate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say the majority of our points was based off of, you know, those defensive me- uh, mechanisms. Oh, I would say had. majority plus. That's the reason I was saying probably not 80, but I would put 60. a solid 60, 65% of yeah. your, your points came from steal or you'd steal the ball and the person that it was stolen from was so frustrated they'd foul you i remember seeing a lot of that too so you had to be good with your free throws too now, my only negative about you guys i just and i would say and i would tell copperhead this and i'd tell coach floyd this i just wish you guys could hit more jumpers yeah that was the thing but i think it was because and i'm not denigrating you guys at all but i think it was because you guys had so many steals and you worked on defense so much that maybe that wasn't something that you were as concerned about no we because i mean even in practice we focused on we we did plays um but even in practice our focus was to get as close to the back as you can whether yeah. it's a layup a short corner or whatnot um so we didn't really and i, I wouldn't say we had any sharp we had a Maybe one or two sharpshooters, but our biggest thing we, we were we were a pretty small team pretty yeah. much my whole career. So, you know, being being small, you have to play big. Um, and I used to tell people all the time. People ask me like, "What position did you play?" And I'm like, "All of them." Yes, you did. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't play as much guard because our guards did pretty good about not staying in foul trouble. But when the time came, you know, I would kind of lead the offense if I had to. But I played five. I played for uh, Coach Stevens just to say. Uh, how tall are you? Tell everybody how tall you are, too, though. <laughs> I'm only five, six and a half. Yeah. But Coach Stevens used to say that I could jump just as high as the boys. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm playing with the big dogs. I'm, yeah. I'm with all the big people. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going in there. <laughs> well, it was an amazing time. What was it like? Uh, and, I, and I told you I kind of foreshadowed it, talking about volleyball. But what was it like, though, Shannon, when you know the ball is getting ready to go up and especially when, when you were playing and i'm not saying when you were playing like uh kinston or somebody like that i mean somebody that you knew you matched up well against and that or maybe that matched up against you but when you knew you were playing and i'm not going to call out any teams or any schools but you knew going in we're, we're going to have a field day on a day like this what was it like when that ball went up and you already see the fear in the other in the other players eyes or even better than that forget the jump ball when they're trying to after you've scored a layup and you guys are, are you know setting your setting your defense and you're at the point of it yep. and they're having to face you and your crazy eyes and I say that <laughs> as a compliment no, I don't I, say you I did. you know what was it what was that feeling like for you Shannon it was uh, I don't know it it's <laughs> There's so many fields going into it. I think probably one of our most competitive teams during my tenure was Southwest Edgecombe. Yeah. And so. Coach Langley over yeah. there. Yeah. And so, and it's ironic because me and her son refereed together. <laughs> really? Yeah, me and Alex refereed oh, together. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I would say, you know, every every minute is you got to make sure your head is in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, stay focused on it. Um. Make sure that you remember this is an opponent, right? Because, um, you know, growing up with these kids, like, you you become associates or friend, have friends at different schools or whatnot, and so it becomes more, com- you know, less, a little bit more friendly play. But in games like that, keep your head in the game. Let's get to it. You know, let's do it. Defensive stance throughout the whole game. Let's play. You alluded to it, but I want people to know, too. It wasn't just that you were intimidating with your long arms and your athleticism. It wasn't just that – 
you know, uh, like I said, just the way you would face them down and how big your eyes would yeah. get. And I mean Let's that. Make eye contact. Jay McBynum. You and Jay McBynum had the best <laughs> eye. You remember Jay, right, yes, from yes. Kenson High? Yes. You and Jay McBynum had the best game face, yeah. okay? I mean, just I'm talking about just neck up. You two had the best game face. Of, Zone. I w- exactly. I wouldn't want to face either one of you guys, okay, on a court. But uh, it just I don't even know what my point was now. Uh, just Just – how awesome it was just watching you guys and from being on a sideline and just what an honor it was to cover you. Uh, favorite basketball memory? I would say it was a, it's a favorite, and it's a favorite because it tells me just how far our program has come and um, the heights that it could go to. Um, <clears throat> Bun, play, we were playing Bun High School for the second round, I believe it was. I'm trying to get to regionals at ECU, and we were up. This is with me, Lane Jones, Asia Sutton, Shanae oh Lynch. Talk about memory lane. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> um, and we were up pretty much the whole game. Um, I forget the girl's name, but she was going. I believe she uh, – well, Marquita was going to NC State. I forget where this young this young lady was going. Um, and somehow we, we – they came back, like, in, like, the last, I think, four minutes of the game, two minutes of the game. And it's a favorite memory because we worked hard as a team and we broke down at some point. But even in the breakdown, we had to build each other back up to try to get through this game. And we came close. Um, That's one of my favorite memories, Uh, not only because of the teammates that I had, but also just like the camaraderie, the coaching staff. Um, It was a memorable moment. Like we probably would have won state championship that year. I really it just it seemed like the matchup that you guys had it was just it was unfortunate. I mean, you, you would, but again, it's like I was talking about Kinston basketball and South and North softball. I mean, when in North and North baseball, in that period of time when you were there, you had a target on your chest. Yeah, you knew you had a target on your chest, we especially the school to beat for the most part yeah. in any pretty much any sport we came to. Yeah. What, you told us what you're doing now, being a nurse, but uh, when did you, when did you decide to become a referee? I was playing um, club league basketball at Winston-Salem State, um, and one of the coaches there, Dash McNeil, said, Shannon, have you thought about being a referee? And I was like, no, I've always I just wanted to play. Yeah. And so he was like, you should do it. And I'm like, when? Like, I'm in the middle of deep, knee-deep into nursing clinicals, and so it's taking up most of my time. I'm still trying to play club basketball, and we're traveling with this team, um, you know, to different states on the weekends. And I did it. So I started out in the triad and, you know, a couple games here and there in between classes. And I just kept up with it. And to be on the other side of the table um, has been quite enlightening. Um, Now I see why I didn't get some of the calls that I got. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Leo. Um, He's one of the ones I remember the most. Yeah. Uh, He listens to the show every morning, too. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, so – um, and Mr. Donia, um, I'm, I actually saw him a couple months ago, but yeah, I understand where they're coming from now. I understand it. And also like just being an athlete mm-hmm. and trying, I have to sometimes tell myself, you know, this is not the same generation of players. And so I have to kind of like change my format of thinking. They're so. not as tough now as you guys were. And I, 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 I hate to sound like the grumpy old man, but Shannon, it's a doggone truth. I thought, as tough percent. as you guys were. 1,000%. I would love to see the 2005 North and North girls basketball team take on as good as that North and North team was a couple of years ago with a player that went on to Maryland Eastern Ashanti. Shore. Ashanti. I would love to see 
your two teams play each other. I actually you know told who would win? We would. Yeah. <laughs> no no really question would. about it. And that's not even like being cocky yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just telling Coach Willie the other day that um as you can see I got my uh, yeah. alumni. <laughs> I, I don't have my glasses on. It's the, the second annual North and alumni game. Alumni game. That's awesome. We had that a couple of years ago, uh-huh. um, and we brought, like, old school versus new school back. Yeah. And I was talking to uh, Coach Willie the other day about possibly um, bringing that back and doing it again. Um, hey, we would just have you to need a sponsor it. of it? You need someone to call the game? You got a guy sitting right across from you that would love to do it, okay? Awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, so, yeah, I'll, hopefully we can bring that back here soon and just kind of like, like you said, see those those changes in the dynamics of, you know, where we were. Where I'm we here are. for it. I'm here for it, okay? I hate to do this. We are up against the clock. Promise me you'll come back. Absolutely. Anytime. This is, this we will make a it a little bit 35 easier minutes to... went just like that, okay, <laughs> which I, sh- I should have known it was going to. Listen, Shannon Plymouth, one of the all-timers. I wasn't, that was not hyper- hyperbolic earlier. One of the best I've ever seen. You're one, of, not just one of the best. You're one of my favorites ever. You were always a great post game interview, win or lose, and that's all we ask for as journalists. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Let's it's play the birthday game, and we will come back and wrap up the show right after that. Today is Monday, June the nineteenth in the year of the Lord, nineteen twenty and twenty three. This is a special day today, John Dawson. Do you know why? It's not just because it's a birthday game, because we all had great weekends. Guess what today is? What is today? It is the 34th birthday of our son, Jonathan Massey. It was a great day on June the 19th, 1989. Stock market closed early, as I recall. (laughs) If I recall, it did, too, that day. What do you remember about that day, Jonathan Massey? Uh, (laughs) Not much, Brian, not much. (laughs) You know, the story I always like to tell about January 12th, 1969 is, uh, you know, I was all nice and warm, you know, and just enjoying time. And all of a sudden, this bright light shone on me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was spanking my butt and I was crying, just just weeping and crying. It was the cops raiding an adult magazine store. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you deserve it. That was good. You that know was what's good. weird? That's also what he said about Yon's <laughs> house. <laughs> wow. Wow. <sighs> June 19th, it was 1989. <laughs> <laughs> God. June 19th, 1989. I wouldn't have told that dog. Where were you at in June of 1989? June of 1989, I was probably in a tobacco field. You were, what, 16? Yeah. There you go. I was serving our country in uh, Colorado. And I, and I, I think I saw the Who at Carter-Finley Stadium around that time. It was that summer. That would be pretty awesome. Wouldn't that be something if that was the day that you saw The Who? Mm. The day the great Jonathan Massey was born? Mm. That would be awesome. I was in the Army, Jonathan Massey, yeah, serving our country. Looking up at uh, it would have made so much more sense. It would have made so much more sense if he was in the Navy. Speaking of the Navy, did you know uh, Cost- Costacopolis retired? We talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. I had Scott Weddington on the show, and uh, we talked about Coach Costa retiring. Why not? Like you've, I've not heard your – that's been a couple of weeks ago since it happened, but uh, I think that's a, that's a big loss for the Navy or for the Navy baseball team. I really honestly do, man. I mean, he – it makes me sad, dude. It's, uh, it's going to be weird, you know, and I'm saying when. I hope it's when the Navy comes back for the Freedom Classic next year. I, yeah, and I'm sure they'll probably name the pitching coach. Is that what you – or the hitting or? coach. I can't remember. I think it's the hitting coach that was has been there for a while. I haven't heard anything. I'm just making assumptions. Well, I'll tell blindly. you what. The the fear was that uh, before 
when the season ended just a couple weeks ago for the Air Force Academy, the fear was that a, a Keselowski, Coach Keselowski, might retire too. He's going through a lot of uh, health issues and yeah, that got, type of stuff. He's yeah, got a hip issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not break HIPAA regulate HIPAA regulations here. Get it? Hip issues, HIPAA regulations. Get it, John Dawson? Come on now, that's funny. It really wasn't, <laughs> was it? Do I do I earn? Did I earn a? It's your machine. There you go. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but would, how sad would that be if Kaz and Costa both retired the same year? Yeah, I'd probably have to just quit doing the Freedom Classic. Yeah, because I know you're eh, so. Not, not necessarily. It depends on who got the job. Eh, well, another great coaching job by Coach Kaz uh, this past year. Yeah, almost, almost got him back to the regionals. Yep, almost. I mean, just great job. But, uh, but uh, there you go. How did we get on? Uh, he brought up the Navy. Oh, you in, the Navy, in the Navy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Okay. How was your weekend, John Dawson? It was fantastic, Brian. Got to spend some time at the Crystal Coast with the parental units and, and the fam, and it was, a, it was a good time had by all. Have you gotten over yet the fact, or are you still living through this, that uh, you are the father of a high school graduate and college graduate? Uh, I mean – we, there, were, there were a couple of moments when the when the wife was having the reaction you would normally have. It's like she's going to finish her last two years of college. She got her associate's degree while she was in high school, and she's going to finish her last two at ECU remotely. You know what? I cannot believe we had all last week of shows, and we didn't talk about uh, her high school graduation, North Lenore at uh, LCC a week ago Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it? We, we've not even talked about it. How was the graduation? How was everything? Well, th- my, my latest column that will be <laughs> live uh, about, well, two columns ago was about the people uh, yelling out during what was supposed to be a nice ceremony that their uh, FDA has approved an anti- anti-outburst vaccine for all graduations going forward. I read the one about the outburst vaccine. Yes. And I, I laughed to myself and went, <laughs> John hasn't been to a graduation in a while. Yeah. Because yeah, it, was, just... it, was, it was like that when I graduated. Just... It, no, I, it's bad. That doesn't make it any better. I'm, well, that that you're not, you're making my point for me. Yeah, but it's just been going on like that forever, so I'm I'm numb to it now. I mean, it's when just, we had awards day, there were only two outbursts. I'm like, well, it's getting better. Maybe people are get realize they're they're morons when they do that. I gotta tell you, no, let, him, to let him finish. Let him finish. No, I thought when we went to awards day, there were only two. Yeah, I'm like, well, my, people are it's, they're getting it. And they realize it's boorish behavior. Went to graduation, I think they were. At least forty, yelling out, making oh, animal noises, good, screeching like a banshee. And there's another high school, and I will not mention the name. They said every person that went up, somebody yelled. So you're talking about two or three hundred people graduating, two or three hundred. Yeah. So whatever happened to respect? Yeah, I know we're you and I are too old. I hated old that men. when I was 18. I haven't changed one bit. I've always I'm felt telling that you, way. dude. I graduated in 1987, North Wilkes High School. Yeah. If someone had a, had would have yelled out when someone walked the stage or they said Brian Hanks or somebody else's name, we probably wouldn't have got our diploma. I'm being dead serious. They would not have given us our diploma if someone and if they and if someone yelled out after I had my diploma in hand, there would have been a deputy down at the bottom of the stage that would have taken my diploma from me. You think I'm joking? I'm oh. Well. I had, Maybe I had, that's a solution. What do you think? Well, someone had told me that they had started, if people were doing that in the crowd, that deputies were escorting them out, but apparently that's not true. It's not. I had my hopes up. That's what I get for hoping. How about this, that uh, if someone yells out, the graduate gets tased? <laughs> 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 well. 
But then if you didn't like somebody, <laughs> oh, you know, say like, uh, you know, it's John, D- uh, John Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like my family's in Kansas. Who are you people? Dude, you'd be running around. <laughs> Please don't tase me. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Remember? Well, so, you had the benefit of being inside. So when I eventually, yes. Yeah. When I, when you two graduated, did you graduate on the football field or in the gymnasium? Oh. Football field. Well, let me football tell you. Field. Let me tell you. Ours was supposed to be on the football field, but it rained all day and it was 95 degrees with 95 percent humidity. So they moved ours to inside the gym, where. Only like two, well, before we were able to have like four or five people, only two people could go in. The windows were probably painted shut. Dude, it was, I'll never, I mean, I remember, I had like a nice dress shirt on, if I remember, and uh, I did have shorts on. I mean, they, you know, they said we could wear, you know, because we had a robe on. And uh, I had completely sweated through my shirt. Mm-hmm. It was so hot in that gym, dude. I mean, oh, we had parents falling out mm-hmm. up in the stands. It was so hot in there. I, That's I mean, probably why nobody was making any noise. Well, no, we didn't make noise because John Dawson. <laughs> we respected the process, and I'm not even being sarcastic. This isn't a rip. If we'd have done that, we I don't I, I don't even know what would have happened to us. We probably would have. They probably would have taken our diploma from us. And I'm being sincere. When I graduated from North Illinois, I wore my dad's tassel. Oh, I had no sentimental attachment to my my. I graduated with. I had about six or seven good friends, and other than that, it was you know, DMV waiting line kind of people. <laughs> Well, I gave my tassel to Mr. Gary Goforth. He was my homeroom teacher for four years, and I went through some stuff when I was in high school, and he was always there for me and was a good guy. Mm. And uh, I went, uh, we found him after graduation. I took my tassel off, and I handed it to him, and I thought mm. he was going to start crying. Mm. That no one had ever given him their tassel, and he'd been teaching it 13, 14 years to that point. And, mm. uh, and I don't regret it one bit. I mean, what are you going to do with your tassel anyway? You know? Well, I put mine on eBay. There you go. What'd you get for it? I'm not telling. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's still on eBay. But uh, <laughs> um, so, to the to all the parents and family that are making that, all that noise, the kids hate it too. Yes, they do. I'm sitting outside. It's burning hot. I'm wearing a, a robe that that you couldn't compress air through. The sun's shining on me, and they have to stop every three seconds because you Baba Dukes are yelling. <laughs> Baba Dukes. So help spread the word and share that column. Yeah, there you go. I will share it. I uh, absolutely will. Okay, uh, what did you do this weekend, real quick, Jonathan? Nothing. Uh, you know, went, you to went to Linda's party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, went to, thank uh, you for coming, John. <laughs> I went to my grandma's <laughs> for... Uh, I got you some cake, though, okay? For Father's Day stuff. And... Uh, oh, that's right. Yesterday was Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean much to you. And not at all, Jonathan Massey. Not at all. Doesn't mean much to me either. Oh, well, you're a father. It should mean a lot to you, as it should. I'm to a John. father. 365 days a year. I give a crap about oh, this past dude, Sunday. That's the day you're to be honored, though. Okay. He's anti everything. You're wasting your breath. I, I had a good. You. I, love I, you, I saw my father on Father's Day. Good. Very good. And you saw your children. Yeah. The, the two, get, the two I can you? talk about. Yeah. What they get you? <laughs> Uh, they got me a subscription to Butt Out Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you had a perfect game on Friday. Uh, your 33rd perfect game here in the annals of uh, birthday game history. Uh, you get to tell us about GoEqual Office Automation. Well, when you're talking about perfect games, you want to talk about the perfect game that Jack Passlake and his crew over at GoEco Office Automation are pitching when it comes to the office automation game. 
Um, <clears throat> they have beautiful uh, copiers. I know they're offs automation, much like that Canon MF420 copier that Brian ha ha has sitting over there by him that he looks longingly at during the day. Yeah, like that. You know, oftentimes, Linda says, I wish he would look at me like he looks at that copier. <laughs> and to that, good. I say, you want him looking at you? Um, <clears throat> Wait a minute. <clears throat> but if you want something that's going to, that, that you will think about all day long, you need to call Jacques Passelik. Now, how do you do that, Jonathan? Pick up the phone and you dial 252-252-286-286-53-53. Did I do something wrong? I don't know. 54. Oh. Five four. Five four. Or you can visit his website at goeco.nc.com <laughs> or what is goeco.com for more information. In my defense, I had a joke, but I didn't want to screw him up, and I was trying to keep it from coming out of my mouth while he was talking. Okay. When he when you displayed how you look longing, longingly at that copier, I was thinking, I didn't realize a copier could look creeped out. <laughs> there you go. Here, I'm going to demonstrate to you how I was looking at it. <laughs> there you go. There's a trash can right here somewhere. Okay, mm. so here we go. It's the can that says, <laughs> tell them. Trash. Jonathan's career. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I heard a good, an old joke the other day I liked. Tell me. Uh, uh, Dick Cavett was on a podcast talking about writing for Jack Parr and Johnny Carson, and they were talking about an old comic. They were talking about how windy it was, and he said it was so windy, I saw a hen lay the same egg twice. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. I get it. Wait a minute. They just announced a reunion album, by really? the way. Yes. She's the lead singer of this band. Ann Wilson. There you go. The band? Heart. The song? Magic Man. The album? S something in Butterflies? No, but that's one of them. Dreamboat Annie. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Look at my boy over here. Aren't you glad we don't play? Uh, hold on. Finish your thought, Brian. No. People know the song. People would rather hear this than hear my thought. Well, it's, it's annoying to start a thought midway and stop. And to lip sync when people can't see you <laughs> on the radio. I don't remember what my thought was now. This is Ann Wilson, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? 66. You say 66. What do you say, John Dawson? 67, Brian. She was born June 19, 1950. That means she is 73 today. So, John Dawson, uh, you get the first one there. Congratulations. Hey, we have another uh, musical act here. And I love her, man. I absolutely. I, I can't wait to see your opinion. I don't think I've ever asked you about her. Let's see. Uh, Kate Smith, heck of a gal. <laughs> she was originally a Lakers girl, but she was oh, oh so Paula much more Abdul. than that. It's the lovely and talented Paula Abdul. There you go. Paula Abdul. Once made a video where she was courting a cartoon cat. This is that song. No, it's not. No, Play it's straight not. up. That's less annoying than this. <laughs> this is less annoying than the previous song. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still annoying. It's birthday. You know what? We should be letting Jonathan pick the songs. It's his What's birthday. your favorite Paula Abdul song? There you go. It? Favorite Paula Abdul song. The one that's not playing. <laughs> wow. He is my son. He is your son indeed. Uh, John Dawson, uh, how old today is Paula Abdul? Which way to go? I got a couple of suggestions. Sixty-six. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you say sixty-six. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 
You're not going to ask me if I like Paul Abdul? Do you like Paul Abdul? Not to listen to. Ah, <laughs> he is that's your my boy. <laughs> that's your boy. Uh. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. I have some obscure Paula Abdul trivia for Hit you. Hit me with your obscure Paula Abdul trivia. This is a period of ZZ Top I can't stand because it was all synthesizers and programmed drums. But remember the Velcro Fly yeah. by ZZ Top? Yeah. Remember that goofy dance they did in the – she choreographed that. That's unfortunate. I don't know if I would brag about that. I wasn't bragging. Not I was you. Just, I'm talking about them. I mean – Yeah, it's, it's – uh, yeah. Yeah. Paula Abdul, you said – 66. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 67. She was born June the 19th, 1962. She's only 61. Why are you guys trying to make Paula Abdul so old? I don't get it. I think life has made her that way. Wow. Okay. It's now two to nothing, She's John. She's crazy. Game wrong. I don't get it. She's crazy. She's yeah. nuts. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what's right, made her on, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on uh, drugs. Well, <laughs> She was also on that talent show. Which American, one? American Idol. Idol, yeah. And she hooked up with one of the contestants or something, which is her business. Hey, do you have Paul Abel? Literally. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. No. Uh, usually two to nothing, Jonathan Parrot Dawson. It goes to you, Jonathan Massey. She was America's mom on the Cosby Show as Claire Huxtable. It's a lovely and talented. Felicia Rashad. Who I was always strangely attracted to, John. I don't think there's anything strange about that. She's very attractive. Very attractive. Was married to a still. I think she's still married to a modern show. Oh, they got divorced. Oh, but her da their daughter. This is very minutia, but yeah. that show billions of my dad and I like. Paul Giamatti's the main guy. Yeah. One of the attorneys on the show. When the show started, I'm like, I think that's Ru the actress that played Rudy grown up. Turns out. It's actually the daughter of Felicia Rashad and Ahmad Rashad in real life. Wow. So I thought it was their TV daughter, but it was her real daughter. That is too funny. Okay. Felicia Rashad over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? You, you probably, Cosby shows too early for you, right? I mean, I've well, seen reruns. it. I've seen it, but, you know, I wasn't as big of a fan of I guess maybe if I had grown up in an era that really watched it. I might have been a fan of it, but I never really cared for it. Until well, I got in trouble for I, putting out the vitamins, the show was in reruns <laughs> all the time. I swear I was getting ready to say over there, uh, Bill Cosby. I could never get for Alicia to have her little cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do your guess as Bill Cosby guessing Felicia Rashad's birthday in a moment. Because okay. Jonathan Massey gets to guess first. Go ahead, Jonathan. How old today is Felicia Rashad? 73. You say 73. Okay, Bill Cosby Dawson. How old today is... By the way, and I know I've talked a lot about your dad recently, but he messaged me the other day during the birthday game when you were doing an impression of somebody and talked about and sent me a message and said how he liked that impression. Who was it? Who was the impression remember. of? I don't Well, let me back. I, I, I did ask, didn't I? Yep. You did ask. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Morris Dawson. Bob Dylan. Dickie V. He liked oh. it. He said... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I said something about uh, Dickie Vital Dawson is your son's new name, and he said, sounds good, with his exclam exclamation point. And then you did a Johnny Depp impression. I don't remember that, but, uh, mm -hmm. and he said that it, <laughs> I said, now he's Johnny Depp Dawson, and your father said, closer to his talent level. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's kind of funny. I love these messages from Forrest Dawson during the show, dude. It's and awesome. that's quite enough for you. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> enough for me. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Bill Cosby Dawson. Tell me how old uh, your TV wife, Felicia Rashad, is. Did you say 73 over there, young man? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Is that too old for your taste? <laughs> is that too old? Wait a minute. I don't like them lucid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 74, Brian. Indeed, you went the right direction. June 19th, 1948 over there, Bill Cosby Dawson. 75. Wait, wait, wait. Sound the alarm. John Dawson leads three to nothing here. Is the cops coming to get me? Oh, <laughs> never mind. There you go, dude. You lead three to nothing over there, John Dawson. Mm. You remember the last time we had perfect games? Massey had one one day. Dawson had one the next day. Are we on track for that to happen again? Well, we'll let us see. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> She's been in a bunch of movies, but I loved her best in The War of the Roses, which I just saw in the last month That was so. the movie the wife and I saw on our first date. Dude. Think about that now. You remember that's, the plot? Of oh, I, dude, I just watched it. Yeah. I'm like, how Did do you I need to look? the War of the Roses, Jonathan? Uh-uh. Hey, go it's ahead. Give it a quick right synopsis. up your alley. Oh, you would love it. It's dark. Uh, that movie has got... Uh, Michael Douglas, Mike- Kathleen Turner are the main two. Danny DeVito's in it. And, and it is a great movie. It's about a marriage, and you think there's going to be a happy ending, <laughs> and there is a dark ending that we would have written. A dark ending? Saying it's a dark ending. Okay, you're right. I don't want to... Jonathan, you need to see it. It is uh, no, it's good. It is really you, you would good. S- you would be cheering for the whole movie. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> no, they are awful to each other. The things they do to uh, Kathleen Turner and uh, Michael uh, Douglas Douglas do to each other. And this movie was made in the eighties. Okay, so and it it's holds all, up, and it holds up very well, dude. They couldn't even show an edited version on television. <laughs> no, I've watched it on Netflix. It yeah. is. Dude, it's it's dark, man. But Kathleen, the lovely and talented Kathleen Turner over there, John John Dawson. How old is she today? How dare you ask me my age, Brian? Um, hey, she was a gymnast in it. That's, that's all it. I got to say. Uh, she, Jonathan. <laughs> all I said was Jonathan. All right. Um, <laughs> he was trying to get his guess in. Oh. 79. You say 79. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 78. She was born June 19th, 1954. She is only 69 today, John Dawson. Kathleen Turner, the lovely, the talented. Man, like I said, she's a gymnast in it, Jonathan. That's all I need to tell you, right? Yeah. Now, if you're piggybacking (laughs) off of the Michael Douglas clue, the fact that he's probably 97, <laughs> you know, that, that well, probably didn't help your guess. Uh, she was, like I said, 69, happy birthday. <laughs> Kathleen Turner. Now, you, uh, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I'm leaving something unsaid, John Dawson. Running out of time, part, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. You lead three to one. It goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. Uh, he It's a dead person. He's old number four himself, the Iron Horse. He died of a disease that was named after him, which is ironic. It's... Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig, yes. Who knew that there would be a Lou Gehrig's disease? Brian. My what? guess is probably <laughs> don't, not don't Lou Gehrig. Don't do that. What? <laughs> My guess is probably not Lou Gehrig. <laughs> you're grinning, though, John Dawson. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Oh, oh, am I channeling you, my inner Jonathan when, when Massey we're, here? When we're in the car headed to Raleigh, you yeah. can do that, but don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. This is not the proper thing. You're right. You're right. Uh, Lou Gehrig over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. You're right. I'm listening to no, you. No, Lou right. Costello. Yeah. Lou yeah. Gehrig. How old today is Lou Gehrig, John? <laughs> what year did he die? Uh, I should have told you that. 1941. While he was at the the height of his, uh, well, not at necessarily the height. He he was he, still playing. He was still playing, yes. Was 
Is he the one that did the famous speech? Yep. Today, 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 today. I consider I, myself so. So, I'm sorry. I stepped over you, dude. <sighs> you said 41. Uh, he died in 1941. Yeah, so he died. Good Lord, he died 82 years ago. 117. You say 117. What do you say, John Dawson? 116. He was born June the 19th in the year of our Lord, 1903. So he was 38 when he passed away. Uh, and he would be 120 today. So, John Jonathan Massey, you get it. Not that it matters because John Dawson had already wrapped up today. Today <coughs> is Jonathan Massey's birthday. Happy birthday, my son. It's also David Watkins' birthday. David Watkins uh, from True Smoke Barbecue. Super cool guy, man. I, one of my has quickly become one of my favorite people here in Lenore County over the past couple of years. Happy birthday, David. Today, uh, you get a chance because you'll see him at work today to uh, uh, his wife, Candace Casey. Oh, yeah. Charlie's birth, Charlie's birthday. We, Charlie's wife's birthday. We were talking about this uh, the other day yeah. at work. So I know exactly how old his wife is going to be today, but I will leave that unsaid. There you go. That poor girl. I just, I feel so bad for her. What, what was she thinking? I think it was. I think she had been drugged. Maybe she had seen. Hey, that's don't mind your own business, there, son. <laughs> but, love uh, it. I love it. And, 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 and Charlie Casey is never once admitting to outkicking his coverage, but the fact that he's even with a woman is outkicking his coverage. That is absolutely true. But uh, so, happy birthday to Jonathan again. David Watkins, Candace Casey, thank you to uh, Goico Office Automation for being the title sponsor of the birthday game. Man, what a fun show today. Uh, Mark Panicelli in our first hour. Thank you. Thank you to Shannon Plymouth, man. Just uh, one of my favorite all-time athletes that I've ever covered and uh, really grateful for her coming on. Tomorrow, we're going to have Richard Clark in our first hour, Catherine Pearson, Jessica Cruz in our second hour. On tomorrow's, have a great Monday from the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Yeah.